What's up, everybody? Let's get this light right here. Dream Show Live from the center of the earth. 2000, what is it? 22 years. Something like that. From when, I don't know, they told you it was the year zero. So it's been a lot more years than that. But anyways, we're here and he's there and everybody else is wherever they are. Uh, remotely doing the Dream Show Live. It don't stop. What's that noise? Is that you? Uh, probably birds. I'm gonna birds. try to keep. Okay. I'm gonna try to keep that on the on the. Birdman. Uh, Quiet. It's a little different without having you physically here to to like play off of in the room a little bit. So to feed we'll, off we'll, the energy. Yeah, it mean, helps. Do you listen to a lot of podcasts that are like this that are remote that end up like calling people in and stuff? I wouldn't say a lot of them, but if I think the people are interesting. I do because there's something to listen to what they're saying. You know, if, if it's something that's interesting to say or whatever, then it's fine. Uh, the video part of it's not always maybe the best because of, like I say, some of the the interplay in the room maybe is not quite always there. We don't really do a lot of crazy stuff, but still, it's just kind of funny sometimes, like pre-show getting set up, whereas here was pretty hectic because I had to be my own engineer. And that ain't that ain't what I do. That ain't you're what getting, I do. You're getting better at it. I mean, your lighting setup. I'm I'm sure Sir Keelan would be impressed with your. your I got more lights too. If I want me to plug them in, I got different ones. But yeah, I mean, that's, if if we're talking about like the black belt stuff here, I mean, like you are a little dark on this side, but you could fix that by turning yourself, or we could just do it right here live on the show because that's how we do it. I mean, you know. It's 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 a lifestyle. I'm over here going off, man. We're looking super professional this morning. How we do? What up, what Jay? Up? What if I do this? So, anyways, we're out here. I'm at my house. You're at your house, I guess. Maybe I'm, I'm off. I'm off on the compound as in the wilderness. Yeah, trying to keep say. trying to keep the pups quiet for the entertainment of the people that's what they want the people like the pups though see this is getting too dark oh that's all um i'll figure this out eventually i promise uh, <laughs> but why is it only going it's only going one way there we go oh baby there it is oh you had the sweet spot there you go that's good that's the sweet spot i'm sweet um so how'd so you what'd you do for your weekend You were at a wedding, I believe. I was about to say, yeah, I think pretty much all day Saturday in the morning I woke up and went out there and did some gardening. Uh, had to get the tent to the plants before we hit the road. It's, it's hot. They, it hasn't rained. So spent most of the morning out there making sure everybody had some water and they were, you know, feeling good about themselves before we before we got through the middle of the day. And then it's about three hours, I guess, in the car. Like drive time to Tallahassee ish from here. Uh so we drove down, got there. Uh I obviously how close y'all are to the to to the coast. And still how far? Yeah. Know? I mean uh, three hours is close to me. I mean, yeah, because you go everywhere all over the place and considering this further for you, but like here, it's not it's it wasn't that bad. That's what I guess the point is to say it wasn't that bad, but we do have the two children and so a, a long stretch of car rides can be taxing to say the least you know uh what state are we in you know we're, yeah <laughs> we're still georgia we're still See, i discovered when i was that age i discovered teleporting like i could just go to sleep and wake up in whatever mm. the destination was i made that like probably like seven eight years old that's when we moved down to alabama and so i was like oh if i pass out in the driveway here i can wake up in the driveway there that's a high level move man and if you're not the driver man if i wasn't driving that would be what i tried to do most of the time too so i think i think it's smart it's it's the way to go i do it on planes everything is i like to travel like that if i can but kids they don't allow you to do that would you sleep? Would you sleep if you had a self-driving car like a Tesla? Would you go to sleep and let it drive you? Oh, a hundred percent. You trust one? I'm just dumb. 
Ignorance is bliss, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, I guess we could call that trust, is if you want to say so. But I would just need some rest. I guess I would say. And yeah, I would trust it. I guess it just see what happens. Um, what's the worst that could happen? I guess. I mean, the same thing happened if I fall asleep driving, right? So. Well, I mean, you would hope for the better result of those two, but yeah. Right. I mean, either way, I guess computers are doing a better job than we're doing at a lot of stuff. So maybe they'll have a better attention than i do i think they're pretty cool have you ridden in one of those i have not so i don't know oh yeah you need it's still to, like it's yeah. still like the future to me you need to hit up uh you need to hit up somebody that has one and ride in one I'm, I'm in the wrong circles i guess bro it's like riding in a spaceship hey somebody hit me up take me for a ride in your car in your I'd, Tesla. I'd enjoy that we'll I'm give you there. we'll give you content yeah of course of course i'm full of that that's at least what I got. Um, so we went down. It was my nephew, his wedding. It was pretty fun. Uh, a thing said cocktail attire. So we dressed up really like, wore the suit. She wore a nice dress. Kids dressed up. We got there. And of course, you know, it's a Southern wedding in the summer. So some people are, you know, they're just comfortable. And it's like, all right, cool. Well, I'm already committed. Never break kayfabe. So your boy just had the suit. I'm not taking it off. I'm just going to wear it now. Uh, I'm fully committed to the suit game until until we get out of here, and then we'll change back into the tank top and some shorts to hit the road. But you know, you you, you told me one thing, so I was ready to go, uh, and it was fun though. Uh, pretty low key, everybody got along great. You know, as weddings go, I I enjoy a lot of wedding stuff sometimes if if it's chill and and everybody's like in the good vibes kind of mindset of it and people aren't really like manic about everything yeah uh, that's really fun and they had it they had it pretty figured out you know everybody's got to have that one that one like older lady that's like doing the thing at everybody and making sure the things are getting done <laughs> you know so whoever their lady was i saw her doing the stuff and she she had everybody moving around well i was a part of the wedding so i didn't have to deal with uh being there with for all of that kind of stuff but it it moved on well so you know it was, it was a good time got to see some family got to see nieces and nephews and the kids got to play with cousins you know it's living the life i guess in that way so then we immediately got back in the car and drove back home uh which was not the worst part but getting them to settle down after that you know again the ride and stuff was was a little bit tough because well, doubling up, like I was talking about the six hours, like or the three hours, like that, the three becomes six real fast. Yeah, but you had like a four-hour party break. Okay, yeah. Kids can get worn out at parties, too. That's when we tra- – they we'd let them, like, go and like, – Dance you know, and run around Thomas, and do all that. Thomas the was stuff. most excited to go dance. Like, that's what he – he was ready. He was like, oh, they're going to have people dancing? I'm there. I'm in. Like, let's go. You know, because like every wedding has that one little little boy that's out there just doing way too much dancing. That was that's who he wanted to be. Yeah, uh, they're cutting a rug. Yeah, just living their best life, man. <laughs> you know, that's what you do. That's what you're supposed to do. That's, that's I think that's great. Uh, but he, there really wasn't. It really wasn't like a big dance party. But the kids danced a lot, so that was fun. Made it home Sunday is oh we put the wall mats up back up at the gym and put the mats out. So that's most of what we did Sunday. Uh, that's a task, man. Putting those pad wall mats up and then putting all the mats back down and making sure that it's going to make like a rectangle or a square or whatever of some sort. Just at least. make a shape, yeah. Yeah, not that it's going to be perfectly 90 degrees in any way or whatever, but that it's going to make a, a good shape that can be bordered and not be having to constantly slide out. So – you know, I really, that- I, I really like those mats. By the way, like I know some people don't like them for the different obvious reasons, but like the out of all the mats versatility, I've I've liked seeing those in the settings that I've seen them in. They're they're a lot to handle in a lot of ways. Um, the the rollout dolomer, probably the the wrestling kind of ones that the, the flex rolls, those are probably the most like efficient. But they don't yeah. stay down a lot of times when you move them. At least these, they're heavy. But when you move them, they stay kind of down at least temporarily. Yeah. And if you're doing like a show or something like that, if you have to move them around, enough. that's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. yeah, 
so you know you don't have to ever worry about mat tape like you know an issue we've seen in other places is that they don't have mat tape all of a sudden when they're using wrestling mats um what do you do then? You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's just that everything has a good and a bad about it. A plus yeah. And, a and it boils down to your preference and what are you using it for? Well, and the thing I've seen with these though, is this style of mat, at least, uh, and Fuji too has, has, I've seen people have them for years and years and years and they, they hold up and then they yeah. can eventually pass them down to somebody or some resell them or whatever. Uh, and that person gets five or, whatever more years of use out of the same mat yeah. uh because they're just they're really well made yeah. and i don't i guess you could do the same thing with wrestling mats like i said i guess it's still you could do the same thing but the old school wrestling mats are just so big and bulky and once you roll them up a couple of times that starts like breaking it down yeah. and they don't yeah like it then you end up with like the little cracks and rivets in them that's that's what i don't like about those but like, then you end up with the flex rolls, and I haven't seen those long enough, I guess, to know the the final game on those. I think we had those in San Diego, and eventually, this the, like the mat tape thing became an issue because it would come up, and you'd have to put more tape down. And there's always and then, hair getting and stuck exact, up in the exact, yeah, yeah. It, it was just there was always something either yeah. way. And so with ours, I'm sure there's some stuff, you know, that's... Yeah, there's drawbacks that are on those. I was, I was just saying that, like, those... I like those. I prefer and, them 100%, obviously. Yeah. that's Which ones are the... I think the whatever the ones you just referenced, the Fuji ones, when they're brand new, oh, my God, they are so grippy. Like, yeah. I've had those things remove entire layers of skin before. Well, no, so we have the Fuji... There's, there's, so we have the Smooth Series Fuji yeah. mats. Yeah. And so there's some that have, like, smooth, kind of like the wrestling mat material smooth. And right. then the ones that'll tear you up are there. There could be many brands, but it's tatami style with the the grooves or whatever in it. Grooves. And those are ones yeah. that that's for like judo or whatever stuff like stand up, so that way you can get a lot of grip uh, with your footwork. Yeah, uh, okay, stuff like that. Uh, this is more so you you know, we're not wearing the gi and stuff, so you want to slide a little bit more and not rip the skin off your arm and knees and different things. If you get you want to kind of have that little bit of less friction, I guess. Uh, at least I do. I don't know what anybody else says about it, but I've wrestled on and grappled on mats that were just sweaty and slippery anyway. No matter every style, if it's if it's hot, sweaty, they get water on them, they're gonna pile up, and it's gonna get the same slippery eventually, uh, to some degree. But yeah, that we 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 got a a big mat space, and so I wanted to try to get it laid out in a way that we could maximize the use of it. Because we try to split them a little bit to have a couple of different classes going. How much mat surface do you have? I'd have to do the math again because I really always forget. But I think we have eighty-two of those mats, and they're six foot by three foot, basically. So whatever that is, six times three is eighteen times eighty-two. Somebody in guys watching sounds right. Yeah, it's a lot more than where, we have. Where, where's Egghead when you need? Not doing the stuff that we require. Now I gotta know again. Math. Has anybody told you the answer yet? No. Daniel Dan uh Dan that's a fourteen seventy six based on what I just said. Okay. Which I believe is accurate. And our whole last building was fourteen eighty. Wow. And so it still looks like these aren't a lot of mats in the grand scheme of that building that we're in, that open space that we're in and stuff. Uh so it's fine, but it, I wanted them all to be together. And now we have like a four to six year old program that has a class at the same time as like the six to nine year old. And I know I said six years old twice, but they they're not the same. They're 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 different people at six years old. Like divide of like some there's, of there's them already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what is what is what what is that divide? Attention, I think. Really, I think so. Uh, it seems that the ones that can follow along and stay in it longer can keep up and, and you can do more with them. But a lot of them are just like, and they just want to talk about it and tell you everything and what they, you know, just still everything just about their self and, and no self-awareness, I guess, kind of in, in that setting is what we're seeing a little bit. Because uh, we have some that one guy that's been with us that's a six-year-old. He's been a long time. His brother and sister trained, though. They're older. And he's just gradually just, you know, eventually going to be killing everybody when he gets a little bit older. But right now he's just been outgunned. He always tries hard. He always pays attention. So he's never been an issue to have him in the classroom. 
just kind of feel bad for him because he's always outsized, you know, in some ways. Right. But it would regress him to put him back with the class of like four to six year olds where he wouldn't be doing some of the things that he's already been doing. So it, it's interesting. But the thing is, we're trying to split those mats between them in a way that's like, I don't even want to say fair, but just like the way they both have enough space, right? Because the bigger kids have more needs typically. And the smaller kids, we want to get them ready to go to the bigger class, though. You don't want it to be just like two completely different things. Because then when they get ready to go to the next thing, they'll be just completely confused, you know? But they're doing the same, you know, there's stuff going on beside them at the same time. But then I go to Charlie's Gymnastics and they have like 42 different classes going on all over the place. And those kids are fine. And the parents are fine and the teachers are fine and they're learning and they're, you know what I mean? So it's just a, it's just a matter of working through those processes and establishing what's what, where, you know, maybe we got to get some tape or something like that to put down and out. Yesterday I used like the little plastic hurdles that you would use to kind of use that as a divider, something that could be mobile because what if one class is bigger one day and the other class is smaller, just kind of, you know, move them in and out instead of having separate spaces, I guess, because then we go to the next class and it's just one class again. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah. Just thinking about what those all are supposed to be because we don't, we have, we're not adding any other stuff yet. So it still has to just kind of be jujitsu. Um, and it looks way better in my mind. With those obviously with the wall pads up because of the the backing that was up there but then with the one big mat section it makes me it makes me feel happy at least when i go in there so that's that's a bonus um uh, that was most of sunday well that's a staple mark of the mid-south too we have the wall in play right yeah yeah and that's going to be interesting to see how it works out uh with the way it is because you can feel those boards behind it still. And so I'm now wondering if, if we should have just went and did a little bit extra still on there. But man, I think for now it's just where we're going to have to leave it at. It's, it's, it's just is what it is. Cause it's still super uh, wavy. Well, you could just feel that there's that little one by four or whatever it is Gap, in those yeah. gaps. Oh, it's, yeah, a, yeah. It's, it's not sharp, there's, but it, you, you definitely can feel the differences. So we're going to get in there and work out on it a little bit and see what it does, I guess, while we're working out on it and see what it feels like for people and stuff. Uh, and then I'll be able to decide, I guess, more permanently if it's just annoying me or if it's something that we need to really work on. Uh, might be might be better at emulating how, you know, how people talk about being on the fence the and whatnot. And, mm -hmm. yeah, I thought about that. And because being on a wall, like if it's a solid, hard, like brick wall, like it, that's not what it not feels like. like. The same yeah, thing too, yeah. right? And so that, that's be a little thing. more forgiving type of way to do it. Learning that a lot of the stuff that really bothers me doesn't really bother a lot of other people sometimes is <laughs> just like learning to accept that, you know, it's like, oh, okay, it's really not that bad, but I know that it's still there. You know what I mean? In a certain way, but it, it, it should be fine. I've, I've been doing a lot of stuff on my own, like leaning against it and like turning and stuff, just trying to check it before I send somebody else out there to, to kind of do it, you know? Um, so at what point this is this is a, a a question to like veer off on that. So at what point does like trying to get perfection get in the way of like actually f you know finishing something like in a jujitsu sense or like in like what you found in your business or life? Like in what way does like no 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 it's got to happen perfectly or it's got to look perfectly? Because I understand what you're saying there that it bothers you. Cause it's not the way that you foresee it like being there, but like, is it safe? Is it a safety issue? Is it this? Is it that? Well, if it's not any of those, that's most like, of right. It. Right. That's, that's really what I'm having to learn more or less. Is it safety related? Then that's kind of non-negotiable safety stuff's pretty much non-negotiable. If it's dangerous, it's got to be fixed. It can't be right. like, it's like, that's, that's first and foremost. Then there's some stuff like, I don't know, that could be different, you know, based on, like I said, the wall pad thing right there is like, you know, we could have got a cage panel and put up a cage panel around all sides of it too and just have it fenced in like a lot of people do. But I don't like the way that that looks right now in my yeah. mind there. You know what I mean? But if there are already cage panels there, it would be fine. I wouldn't have a problem with it. 
but it's well, right and that's now. knowing the temperature of what you wanted there in the first place. Like that's why you didn't come in and throw up cage walls and whatnot. Like you were building a different vibe. And so, so and then yeah. like so, the one thing that I have the most problem with right now, I guess I would say, as far as things that are in my control, would be like the way the floor is. I don't. Everybody else likes that the, that it's kind of whatever and dust. They use all kind of different trend words. That Rustic. Yeah, whatever y'all want to call it, it's cool, man. You like it, that's fine, and I appreciate that you like it Sheep. enough that it's fine. Whatever that it bothers me in a way that I'm gonna make sure that it starts getting worked on once other things that are not fixed yet get fixed. It's right. just not the main priority. So right now we're still trying to finish. Uh, I'm trying to get a locker room down in that under area put in where it was just like one tunnel where we have a couple of like stalls and slots that people can kind of go in or whatever because. Uh, realistically it, it was just kind of like a an old dude's locker room where you would just go in there and everybody's penis would be hanging out and just be talking foot up on the bench or whatever stuff like that uh that's not really the vibe that i was kind of going for so giving it a little bit more privacy where each individual could have some slots or whatever something that i want to do again it just wasn't the main thing that was available to me yet now it's the main thing in my target since i got the wall pads up again or or it's between that. I got to do the border first. See, I got to do the border to the mats first while the locker rooms need to be getting fixed. They are not going to be perfect, right? That's what the, I started working on some of that myself, just trying to like put it up because I didn't have much help. Otherwise, you know, with like uh, body body power or whatever, manpower or yeah. uh, extra just like funds to throw at somebody to come and do it for me this time. Uh, so yeah, so it, right now it looks... I mean, it's a construction spot, but it looks better to me with the way that I've got the the thing going already. So, but I'm going to accept that it's not perfect. It's not going to be exactly the way that I wanted it to be, unless we rip the whole thing down, my office, that wall, and rebuild like some other thing. You know what I mean? Right. So I can't do that. It's not. I don't own the building. It's not worth it to do that in this setting. So. What I like is having it functional, safe, and, and better for everybody. So it's going to be less than what I would like to have, but it's going to be good enough that everybody else is going to be happy. Just like just like I would when I was at another gym that wasn't mine. Right. <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy. It's like at other places, I'm like, yeah, that's totally cool, man. It's not a problem. But then for me, I'm like, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna come if it's like this. Everybody's gonna hate us, and it's the worst thing ever. You know. And and that's that's when it starts becoming a problem when you start internalizing. Because then you end up getting in your own way, and then nothing gets done almost. And paralysis by analysis. Yeah, yeah. You start just I just start thinking it, and you start ruminating, and I start thinking about what could be better. How could I make it better? It's like, well, then this is a problem, and that's a problem, and it's like then you get in that problem loop instead of solution loop, and then that's that's it. That's that's really when it becomes a, a problem. That's it's the like, person that's like trying to pass guard and they're like, oh, I'll just go faster in the direction. Right. And you're like, well, that's just it's frustrating. Swept it's faster. frustrating. And so, you know, it, it, it's that same lesson again, man. And I've had it come up to me. I know this about myself and it's something I've tried to work on for years. Uh, and I still have to work on it, apparently. Uh, it's just it, that's just one of the things about me that that's there is like I want it to be right. If it's mine, I want it to be right. Other people can have it how they want, and I'll be happy for them if they're happy, and that's fine. But when I'm doing it, I feel like it has to kind of go a certain way, or I'm displeased, you know. But you know, you you've seen it several times at this point too. Once once I get into it, once we've done it a little bit, or like the the, the one part of it's over, it's just like, all right, man, we're in there. We did it. We did the the sucky part. We we've accepted this is going to be this way. Let's make the best of it the way that it is. And I think that's that's the part that's been working the most, you know, like switching brackets and changing to like double eliminations or, you know, making it this or that and, or slide the show to this time slot or whatever. It's like just trying to still figure out what the right thing to do is, is, is what it is. Right. And, and, and relying on perfection doesn't give me the opportunity to learn and grow the way that I know I have to by making mistakes and, and just trial and error and seeing what happens more or less. 
Yeah, and that's the being able to call audibles and things or see, see things as they develop. Like it's almost like uh, there was something that I shared for you from one of the clips that you were talking about. Uh, if all you want is homie control, they're not going to let you have it. If all you want is the sweep, they're not going to let you have it. So it's like the the biggest thing that I've seen in the last couple of weeks was I was talking to a guy this morning about this was that like, you know, if if I know the absolute thing that you want to do well then me as your opponent and i guess the problem could be considered the opponent is just gonna like find its way through the spot that you can't cover because you want that like you show it so that's been an interesting thing that i've noticed the tie it's interesting to think about that that way though right because you have to know what you want in order to set a goal and to, to, to try to achieve it, right? You gotta, you gotta like have a clear whatever it is that, that it is. But then in a jujitsu sense, for sure, when you show that, that intention to someone else, it's an easy, easy trick because we also know what that is, you know? So you can see that in other situations too. Uh, but definitely in jujitsu, when someone is desperately like clinging to something and they just keep holding on to it and you see that it's slipping away, but they're just going to like the, the arm bar where they're getting like you, you just see that it's going to be gone in one second and everybody knows, but they're just like stretching his heart out as they can. And then it just goes away and you just see them be so confused or whatever, you know, and it's like, you know, you just you didn't quite have it and they knew that once you extended it was actually going to be the thing that made you lose it is that you know so it's it's what it is right so so what i know in that moment matters a lot too then what you know is important but then what i know matters so Mm -hmm. if you have that intention and you want that so bad i can manipulate the situation to give you just enough of what you want to keep you under control and then finally finish you somehow with, with my, my control of you through your own movements or whatever, through your own intentions, through your own choices. Uh, well, that's what, did we, that's did wild. we, did we talk about this last week? I feel like that we've talked, maybe we've just talked about this. We talk a lot, but, um, <laughs> uh, it was Jake that was talking about at one point that was saying the uh when we're in a competition and when we're like fighting each other it's not a knowledge battle it's not about who knows more in that moment it's about who knows when to do it and who does it at the right time yeah and then it comes into physical conditioning sometimes too sometimes that comes into who wants it more right Mm -hmm. and not in a not in a who wants it more in a grand scheme of kind of ways but like who's gonna make it through here today with what it you know what it really takes and that's that's competition who's not going to second guess themselves you can't right that's that's exactly that's and that's the thing right i think probably part of that is where some of that i i I learned to hone some of that perfectionist stuff because i was on the search and i know that it's still it was always a search for like the perfect technique or the perfect timing or the perfect whatever uh so it's easy for me for a long time to kind of have that mentality you know, and, and keep that. And so for for jujitsu and, and MMA and fighting and stuff, it's easy for me to fall into that. Yeah, man, you know, it just kind of bees that way. And they're going to kind of beat you up sometimes because they're good or they have whatever, whatever. But then, you know, philosophically, if I do it right, though, they can't stop it. Nobody. If yeah. you do it right. So so what's the what's the in between there? is like what is right well right is the thing that works in that moment every moment that presents itself right or you know what i mean it, it's not really right or wrong i guess is 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 but that same moment presented in the wrong time is the wrong one and so you, you know, know as right as it is right it can be wrong at the same time i mean how many things have you wanted that you got in retrospect you're like ugh i wish i wouldn't have wish I wouldn't have got that. I wish I wouldn't have chose to do that or wish I wouldn't have, you know what I mean? But was, at yeah. that moment, it was the most important thing that you could ever choose to do. And you had to have it that way. I think that's also too, like we, a lot of times we're, we're more likely to be 
like trying to make that like we try to create what we think we want and then that's where you end up getting to where you like you you lived in the future and you were like futuristic about your thoughts and you weren't living in the moment and you were trying to like put like you were trying to push it forward but then when you finally got to what you created you were like oh man this looks nothing like it and it's like yeah because it didn't exist and so you just created like whatever you did to create that is what shot you in the foot in the long run. So yeah, it is. Sometimes I think we're talking about that in regards to some of that like biotech that's cleaning up the oceans or whatever a couple of weeks ago in some ways. Like your intentions were pure, your intentions are good, but now this now this, oh, this, yeah. this, this little microchips eating all the fish eggs or whatever. And stuff <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so I get I get that you had a good technology. I, I appreciate that, homie, but can you please get these things out of the ocean before you know what I'm saying? Like we gotta get them. They're it started bad. it started from a good place okay right yeah so, so dude you see that in human history throughout a lot of times like some stuff is nefarious a lot of people are, are nefarious right and that's what makes us cynical but really a lot of times i think the truth of the matter is that everybody not everybody but most people really truly want to do good and they're doing their best but yeah. it doesn't always line up with whatever's going on around them and then sometimes they choose to do their best thing and they have the ability to make it happen. And then, like I say, it just gets out of control. It's like not, a, you know, always so detrimental, but like, it's just, they didn't mean for it to be that thing. I don't think and, that they understand what the whole picture looks like. I think a lot of people fool themselves to think that they like say the person that's in the, the side of they, they understand what the guy in charge should be doing. It's like, well, do you understand all the choices he had to make that morning? Do you understand all the different choices of that? And like the shoe goes both ways. So like, if you're looking out, that's the same everything, thing. Everything, everything counts. That's what I'm yeah. Right. Exactly. Everything counts. And we only see things a lot of times from our own perspective. Uh, so it's hard to, to, to battle that. Um, one of the things I was listening to a podcast, uh, and, and one of the themes of like I, this 60 songs that made the 90s or whatever, just like on the way to Memphis last week, I got into that. This just found this podcast. Dude's voice was good. And it was like a bunch of topical songs. But one of the main themes that was really interesting that kept coming up and he mentioned it was uh, a lot of like bands. Second album is mostly talking about the struggle of finding the fame that they asked for and what what we don't we didn't want this i want to go back to just being low-key and struggling with the, the idea of fame and no privacy and all that kind of stuff like that i just thought that was an interesting like thing because you see it you know a lot of people when they get famous or whatever they end up going crazy because they yeah. never get a, can't get a break you're always in the public eye and the more popular you are in a lot of ways the more people want from you you know in a lot of ways well and that's weird yeah that that's weird for people like people don't know how to identify with that i mean you, you look at somebody like justin bieber ima imagine walking out of that front door and like nobody like you i don't i don't really like it's weird that other guys anybody. in jiu-jitsu yeah. schools know who i am yeah me. yeah so yeah. They, the fact that even in this little niche of people that someone else randomly knows me that i don't know is still pretty surprising so to have everybody everywhere you possibly go you have to be on the lookout for that it would be crazy, man. I, I wouldn't want that now. That's what I'm saying. It's like now knowing what little bit I know about it and being around people who are really popular in a lot of ways and then just like hanging around yeah. with them and stuff. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want that. I don't think so. And, and so a lot of the things I wish I would have had earlier. I'm glad I didn't quite get it because they would have thrown me down a different trajectory. Exactly. And like when you were younger, you're like, Oh man, I wish I was out in the spotlight and having all these like, do do you really? I mean, I still struggle with that now. Right. Yeah. I do like performing. I do like being on stage. I do like being out there. I like that stuff. It makes me excited. It gives me good energy. But at the same time, I want to just go sit by myself in the quiet sometimes and just, you know, tune but, out to everything. Could twenty five year old you have processed that? No, not at all. Yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. I had yeah. to go and do all these things I did and make the good and wrong and bad and all those choices and decisions I made to where it is what it is now. And that's how I can say a lot of the things I say. Some of my experiences are really good and positive things that I can use as a like learning way for other people. And then a lot of the things I've been through is just like 
yeah, man, I, I can relate to what that is like. And there is no really solid answer for that is that you just can't quit. You can't give up. You can't spaz out right now because if you spaz out right now, the whole thing's over. Right. So it's like being caught in a bad position in, in a match or whatever. If you stay calm, he's got to move first. He's got you, but not really, really. But if you spaz, it's over. You're done and you won't ever get it back. And so it's that situation a lot of times, too, and stuff where you want to you want to test yourself. Right. And, and for me, that's what it is. I'm testing myself in a lot of ways because uh, it excites me to find my limits and to see what I can do. I, I'm still not sure what the limits are of some of my capabilities. You know, I think I've bumped into a lot of my jujitsu physical limitations in some ways, you know, as far as what I really want to chase down and do uh, just with age and, and injuries and stuff. It's like, I, I probably won't ever be able to go back to a young world championship level, no matter how hard I train. And that's fine. I accept that. But mentally there's a lot of stuff that I can work on. There's a lot of like teaching tools and, and, and things like that, that I can learn how to use and, I can go hang around other good instructors and teachers and stuff like that and, and learn how to be a better teacher. Uh, Taking not, that coaching path. Well, and see, I'm glad you said that. And that's another thing that's been brought up to me recently is, is the, the differentiation of the title of who you are. And like that's saying is that I wear a lot of different hats and for each person, I may wear a couple of different hats for those people or whatever. Uh, but like a coach is, is somebody who, teaches or instructs a performer so if you're a performer you need a coach if you're not a performer you don't need a coach uh, if you are uh, so i'm if, if you perform and i teach you stuff about your performance or whatever then i can be your coach but mostly i think what i am i i was saying instructor a lot you know and so i i think that instructor is someone who teaches right but you only teach mostly from your perspective kind of in a way and it's more of this is what the book says and we got to do it this way and this is how you do this exactly and then i hit you with this is the cue for that this is the thing for that whereas a teacher can do those same things but then i'm, I'm mostly just allowing you to to learn in that space right i'm giving you tips and i'm teaching you ways that things work this is how this works this is how this works you can then interpret how it works for yourself and it's not the same thing as an instructor telling you no you do this you do that this is your body position you know yeah that's basically it. the teacher's going to go tell you why your body positioning is a little bit off and they're going to get down there and they're going to look at your ankle on this side and your knee on that side and be like, oh, it's because your hips a little bit too high on this one side. Or, you know what I mean? And that's, that's, right. very, that's very individual. A teacher is going to teach you specifically and have those hard conversations. And tailor it to and each. Right. Yeah. And that's who I think I am. That's the kind of person I think I am. I am a coach to some people, right, for sure. And I am an instructor for some people, for sure. Uh, and I think the online stuff is more of an instructional. I think that's a good way to put it. Like if you if you read and see stuff online, that's more of an instructional. I'm telling you what it is. You hear my philosophies, but it's not really me teaching you how to do it. Right. If you come to my room, I can get hands on you. I can see, like I said, where your your your, your shoulders are and where your head you know alignment is. And if you turn this way while your you know your spine's a little bit off, and now they can sweep you to that side. Whereas if you don't look this way, your spine's not going to have the, you just don't have the, you know, the, the, the tension between you or whatever to create right. the thing the way it is. So that's what I want to do. That's what I want to get better at is being able to identify for individuals what it is that I'm trying to say. Like each, each principle, each of the main overarching ideas that i'm trying to show day to day that's what i want to do the beginners i got to tell you where to grab here put your hand here put this foot here do it like that you got to do it like this and then at a certain point once you get to an intermediate kind of sort of advanced level there's a structure to work from yeah and then once you have that then you can start really like going off more on your own paths a lot you feel it you know what you feel now but until then 
you don't really know what you're feeling. You think maybe that this is that, and you think this is why that's happening. But sometimes it's because your partner's not doing what I asked for too. It's not that you're doing it wrong or incorrect, but your partner's not quite responding. The reactions they're aren't not quite doing there. Dance. Yeah, yeah. Like for butterfly guard stuff, if they're just sitting back and they're not trying to come forward, then you don't you don't want to just keep like trying to yoke them up on top of you or whatever. There's a you're gonna play, play an entirely different play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. but but you don't realize that that's what's happening sometimes because you're just trying to do what I told you to do, and they don't realize it. They just don't want to get kind of be a dummy and get swept over easily. So they're just trying to give you a little bit of resistance in a way in their mind, you know? So it's just, that's where it gets really tough and complicated. And so once you have that, that intermediate kind of mindset or whatever, then you can see, well, I wouldn't go further than this on this particular path because this is where I get lost on this path because of X, Y, Z. Cause now you know why people pass your butterfly guard or why people pass my half guard or why when I'm on top, I get bumped off every single time because I didn't post my hands or because I did post my hands or where did I post my hands or, you know, like what, like you've done it enough. Like I, if it's 10,000 times the mastery, maybe you've done it 2,500. Mm. You know what I mean? And now you kind of know what it is. You kind of know what it is. And I say that in class a lot of times and I don't, I don't mean to be condescending, but this is, it's me trying to, you know, show like true, like humbleness in the way that like, Every time I go out somewhere to these seminars or whatever with these other really great instructors, you hear me talk about it like personally one on one. It's like I'm blown away. I'm genuinely like it's like I thought I knew all this stuff. Yeah. But then they said something that's just it's just mind blowing to me that it's so easy to say it that way. Yeah. And then, you know, it does it always work that way for me? No, but I saw immediately how they had twelve other people in the room start doing it. So even though that wasn't for me physically or whatever. I can see now the process and I see the pathway and where that, you know, where that works for more types of people instead yeah. of this. Oh, that don't work because it didn't work for me. That that's, that was, that's right. one of those things. And see, that's, I think the opposite side of that perfectionist stuff that I had to get out of is where if I couldn't get it to work for me right away, then it was, that, it was the perfection. move. It wasn't, it yeah. wasn't me. It was the move. I'm right. I'm smart. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm doing. Uh, I, I've thought this through and that doesn't I'm, work. I'm a brown boat or I'm a purple boat. Exactly. Yeah. Uh -huh. Exactly. And so it's like, no, Stephen, if you would actually go the way that I said right here and try to go more belly down, I think about rubber guard. Right? That's one of the things that sticks with me a lot with, with Boogie really? is that I just, I didn't think I had the flexibility. Well, it wasn't the flexibility was the problem is that I wasn't trying to get the right angle anymore because I wanted it to be about flexibility. I was I was 100% convinced that it took more flexibility than I had. So I didn't try anymore than so I thought So you were like, I oh, I don't have it. So I'm not yeah. even going to reach. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, man. I'm not going to have it. And then he just started ignoring me. And just, you know, just wouldn't give me any tips on it or whatever. And then finally came back around and, and like was like, you know, you're not doing what I said. You need to do it this way. And finally, whatever the thing he said that day, I said, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I, I will work on it with that mindset. And now I wouldn't say that I've got a really good rubber guard or great rubber guard compared to like Boogie, for example, or someone like that. But you have a rubber I can, guard, though. And I can teach it to people who yeah. could have a better rubber guard than I do. That's yeah. the thing. I can sit down now with someone. And I can help them, like, put them through that. That's what I said. I can teach them how to do it. And that's I, the teach. Thing. That's the, and that's where I'm at. I've been trying to figure out what that thing is. There's a lot of things that I know how to show people how to do. And I can talk you through it and help you understand it better for yourself. But it's not something that I do. It's not my preference. But I can't put my preference on you fully as a teacher. That's not teaching you. That's me telling you how it is every single time. And I don't want to be that way. That's what I've tried to like work around and avoid and just making sure that, that we're all on the right track. But then I see people making mistakes and I, I want to help them shortchange or not shortchange, but shortcut, short track, some of that learning curve, which is I think part yeah, of my job. Yeah. But at a certain point they got, that's part of the learning process. That's part of that 2,500 reps is that 500 of them are going to be trash. 
I was going to ask you that. Is it like that you, you hear that all the time of the 10,000? Well, 10,000 aren't always Most of them are trash. the same. Yeah. They're and all different. You have to do that many to finally find the one that's like, oh, that's what a perfect one feels like. I, if anybody's listening to today, I, I challenge you just to pick one technique, one, one sweep or one whatever, and get the same partner and try to do it to them 10 times in a row and see if they react the exact same way every single time. Just see, see how many different reactions you get to the same thing from a resisting person, not the person who's letting you do the move or whatever, just kind of like laying out. Someone who's giving you active resistance. Some, not even like a hundred percent, like no, gonna just shut you active. just, just, yeah, exactly. When you, when you feel me doing something, shut it down if you can and see what happens. And then that's where it starts getting funny is because one guy's got really long arms and so he can put his hand on the floor in a certain way that it's like, oh man, I can't really get this thing going. Well, then you might just need to collapse him right there then. And then he's going to already bend. But you're so hell bent on having to pull him in. It's not going to happen. So just collapse him right there. And now he bends. You know what I mean? And so the next time you do that, he's going to do something different because he knows how easy that is. He's going to maybe reach further away. And so now you may have to do the sweep the way that we talked about now because he's not going to do that dummy thing. But until you prove to some people the easy mistake that they're making is actually a mistake, then they don't get it. Like kids class, for example, we all as adults know you don't reach back with both hands when somebody's trying to pass your guard and like hold yourself up like a like a crab. In general, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind like it's a bad bad idea for the most part to have two hands, but when they're already like bodying you up, I mean, right? They're already like chest to chest. Like, of course, there's a good time you can kind of use it in space. But like if somebody's already holding you, that's not that's not the best way to start defending. You need to kind of get off to one side or the other and start moving them around. But until those kids have gotten somebody like the help holding them down from there a few times, and then I show them how cutting that little 45 right there gets them to fall off of you if they're just doing it that way, then they just start doing it all the time, every single time. But until they saw that as not nah, this works, look at me, look. This kid's not going to get it. Look, bam. Right. And so until it, until you get proven enough times, I guess, or one time for some people, uh, it, it, it's wrong or it doesn't work that way exactly. Then you start to make changes. That's, that's one of the more interesting parts about it is like people aren't trying to, again, not necessarily trying to be like nefarious or purposefully trying to like tear you apart or anything, but they genuinely believe that that's what they would do. This is what they would do. Okay, yeah. well, if you do that, then I would just crush you. But that's not what we're talking about today. Kind of deal all the time. You can yeah. do that every class, uh, especially with beginners in there. You know, like newer people who haven't ever seen the given thread of techniques. Yeah, that that's my, like, one of the fun things that starts happening is that, like, you go through that transition where all of a sudden you can now dunk on the, like, you know, month, two months type folks that are like, they're coming in, they're giving it their best, but they really don't know anything yet. <clears throat> but then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, all this thing. I was just, I was just using this example this morning when I was telling somebody about, uh, my, um, the, it, what do they call it now? They call it the ghost escape. It was right before I was going to the PGF. Like I like I had like five or six different people like show me this thing and they were like, Have you seen the ghost escape? And I was like, Oh, you mean the pendulum to the Doris? And so like I thought like I had that like little bit of puff up in my head of like, oh they don't yeah, know anything. I know I, I know I knew of this long ago. <laughs> and then middle of the match against Manning Leverett was when I'd realized that there's stuff that can be determined as fake. And like I was about to try that on Manning. And I went to load up the pendulum and I went to swing and I heard Sean be like, hey Manning, grab that forearm from you and pull his elbow up. And when he pulled my elbow up, I was like, shoot uh-oh, I can't move. And this is confusing. Yeah. Oh, he's out, folks, and that may mean I'm out. I don't know. I wonder. Is it just me? Is it just me here? All right, so I'm going to rant a little bit about Isaac's PGF performance again. It's a great realization for him. That, oh, he just clicked it on me, so it must be me. 
stuff like that is what got him a lot in the BGF is that he knew a bunch of stuff and guys had just one little trick about some of that stuff. And it's not wrong to have your little tricks. That's what you got to have. But fundamentally, if you don't have frames on there, if you don't have space and distance management, if you don't have the next thing kind of connected out a lot, competition, you're just going to get served up by these guys who have everything just like played out. Bah, 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 bah. That's not saying that Isaac didn't know a lot of jujitsu. We could sit and talk about all that stuff. And he knew a bunch of stuff. And so he wasn't, it was, I say it wasn't information based. It was choices in the heat of the moment and the fire. That's what gets you killed. That's about all I got, man. Isaac, I think he's gone. I don't even know if anybody else is in here. Oh, here we go. 1037, Jason Hathaway. You didn't miss anything. Very well said, Billy. Road to hell is paid with good intentions. I hope that's what Billy said. Ha ha, I'm back. Have I been talking to people the whole time? Yeah, probably. Right, I, I talked trash about you a little bit while you were going yeah. there. Okay. Uh, not bad, but uh, I didn't realize I could see the people's comments. Zach I said I miss Isaac already. <laughs> Shut up, Zach. You miss me. I'm the one that you love the most. See, like this. this <laughs> but so, that's okay, Daniel. Uh, but so, I, like I was just mentioning, is like that, like you just mentioned against Manning, that those were the things that got you in a lot of trouble yeah. in the PGF, yeah. is that you knew a bunch of stuff, but you didn't have that little bit of frame where that they were going to pull your arm up. And every time that those like high level guys, they, they made that one move, so deep. that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So you, they, they caught you and you didn't have the distance or and it was it. And so you just got served up by a bunch of really tough comp competition guys. But we could sit down and talk about jujitsu all day. So it yeah. wasn't knowledge. You had a yeah. ton of knowledge. But, yeah. but in that moment, you got served by the guys who were just catching you on those corners. It's and that's figuring the, out when to pull it out. That's the frustrating part of it. It's like yeah. it all works. But then when that one guy is just not going to let you have that thing, what's after that what do you do then because nothing works really if i'm if i'm aware enough unless you are just so much better and then in competition right. a lot of times that's not the case you know you're, you're on about a level ish playing field no matter what level you are at in you class yeah in class yeah i can go do all kind of weird stuff to white belts that haven't trained very much but most of that's not going to relate to a lot of the stuff I would need to do against black belts and stuff. And speaking in of black sort belts, of a realistic. Yeah. Oh, are you ready? You got, yeah. yeah. In any sort of a realistic situation, like South Georgia Championships number two, July twenty oh, fourth. Oh. What are we doing? Oh, what are we waiting on? I was Turn trying to make you solo mode. So they solo mode. It's too late. It's too late. Now you killed oh. Bob. No, I didn't. There, Bob. Oh, oh he got it. July twenty fourth, South Georgia Championships, Nashville, Georgia. It's going down at the VFW. Coming for you, Josh Harper. I told you. I drove by your business the other Saturday night. It was closed. There wasn't even nobody around there. I tried to go in there and beat up some old man. He wasn't even there, nobody to fight. You better be glad that you weren't there because I'm coming. I'm just going to show up at your house. No, nah, that's a little bit too far, man. I ain't going to show up at your house. Uh, I'll see you, I guess, in Nashville, July 24th. Or is that the right date? Sounds right. Uh, 24th, yeah. Is that right? I'm with it. I think so. Nashville, see, Georgia? Nashville. Josh Harper's dying. Metaphorically. <laughs> Metaphysically. Something like that. He's going to live on and his school is going to be fine. I actually did accidentally drive by there on the way back from the wedding. I was like, oh, I should get out and cut a promo. Oh, Mandy you should said, have. And Mandy agreed. And I was like, man, we got these kids in here. They finally settled down a little bit. I ain't oh, stopping. man. Bro. Oh, choices were made, dog. Choices were made. It was a missed, missed op, opportunity sure. right there. Should have pulled up on him. I'm trying to look up this thing now. Hold on. The uh, what rule set are you? Yeah, July 24th. So it's it's so ten minutes submission only. Uh, basically, all submissions are legal. Uh, after ten minutes, you can call it what you want, but if you don't submit, it's a loss. They they say a draw or whatever, but I'm gonna say it's a double loss because that's how we roll. Uh, if you can't submit each other, you both you both lost or whatever. Seems uh, fair. So, yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with saying that I, a draw is fine, whatever. I'm okay with it. I don't really care either way as far as 
what you want to call it, it's just going to be a massacre of nogi jitsu. It's going to come in there and look like a velvet dolphin just sliding across the mat, just smooth as you've ever seen. <laughs> that one took a second, but as it sank in, the velvet dolphin has got to be one of them, like that. That's pretty smooth, right? That's going on. That's going. That's going on a T-shirt. Wallo, are you? If you're in here, we need to start working with Photoshop. Uh, Irish Kate, I need somebody on this. Like, we got to make a T-shirt. Oh, the Velvet Dolphin. <laughs> Oh Sounds man, like a strip club. <laughs> it just made it so much better. I already see the design in my in my head. Like that's gonna become a reality. Um, <sighs> what else? What else are we plugging? I got to get on the road here in a minute. Yeah, I know you got to get on the road there. Uh, oh, next Saturdays, Gabe Tuttle and Sloan Climber are coming here to Perry to do a, a seminar. There's gonna be two of them actually, like a 10 a.m. and a 1 p.m. Uh, and then we're going to roll. Like, they're going to train. They want to come roll and get rolls with everybody that's coming. So if you want to come roll with two of the higher-level guys in the world that are still out there actively competing, Sloan just beat Nicky Rodriguez this last weekend uh, at Subversive. So, I mean, he's coming right here to Perry if you want to come see what it's like to get your hands on a guy like that. I've done it a bunch of times. Uh, he's so got some beautiful uh, braids that you can admire while he chokes you. He ain't choking me. <laughs> Never. Never, son. I hope you're watching Sloan coming for you too next weekend. Actually, you coming for me, but I'm gonna come for you while you're here. Weekend. So yeah, I'm bringing. I'm paying you to come here so I can beat you up. That's that how that works. That's Pay how it two works. people. I'm gonna beat them both up. Sign up for the. Uh... Sign up for that first, or and if you need to know, let me know. Hit me up. I'll tell you how to demo me to get into there. I'm gonna hook some people up because I want y'all to have fun and come and train because I want some good training vibes in there. So if you want to come. Let me know. Hit me up. I'll let you know. Also, sign up for the Jedi Archive. You can go in there. You get my stuff. You get Brandon's stuff. McCatherine, that guy, if you care about it. Uh, Matt Elkins is in there. Some Matt Scass and Phil Schwartz stuff. Uh, all the better guys are coming in there now. So all that old stuff, you can kind of forget about and look at all of our new, cool, hip stuff. Uh, if you'll sign up at the link that's in the description, it's also in my bio on Instagram. It's on Isaac's bio. We're, we're dropping the best, hottest most fire jujitsu and comedy stuff that you've ever seen uh 10 times better than anything else on the jedi archive so sign up through the link make sure you get in there and then you can make it make a judgment for yourself after you've signed up i don't really care what you think <laughs> well, there you i'm go. sorry i do care what you think please love me <laughs> <laughs> well there you go that's, uh... i guess that's it right yeah, I guess so. Uh, also, uh, I don't know if you've seen me posting a bunch recently. Me and Keelan are now out on the market oh. filling our calendar for live streaming services. Slanging videos. So if you want somebody you, who Oh, can, are you doing the Summit one in Little Rock? Uh, in July? I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I'll have to talk to Keelan on I'm that sorry. one. But yeah. Summit's going to Little Rock. July. yeah i saw i saw them post something about that but we're 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 out there we're trying to get as much jujitsu content and stuff like that building up yeah so hey if you like the way that stuff so. looks make sure you're commenting on other people's stuff and telling them you want to see like conscious subconscious studios out there running the game because they give you those close-ups that you can't really get from the stationary camera zooming in from the corners or whatever and it's like really being there you know so that's what y'all should do Anyways, thank you everybody for tuning in. We also have sponsorship packages available for our show here. You can find those on social media and stuff. We're really looking to try to keep this thing booming and banging around, trying to add some stuff to it. But to do that, we need money straight up. And if you got some money and you got some stuff you want us to talk about and hype up, we can cut promos. We can make commercials, get a banner up in the school. You can get a banner up somewhere around up in here. That'll be permanently up on the screen during the show. We got a ton of options for you that'll help you and that'll help us and then we'll all keep helping each other and that's that's really what it's supposed to be all about i think so much love i'll see you guys back whenever we see y'all back probably next wednesday at 10 ish we're probably gonna be remoting again for a little bit because it's just gonna be the most fundamentally sound let's go brandon he's got us out here having to keep these gas prices down uh so so we're gonna be remoting it so my boy isaac can afford to keep eating you know rice and beans Rice and beans, that's all we need. <laughs>
Hey, right. I just saw him pop up in here. Congrats on your purple belt, Sawyer. I just saw Sawyer. Sawyer. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, yeah. purple belt guy. I think cool. my soccer team. Oh, the Velvet Dolphins. The Velvet oh, what Dolphins. about roller derby, though? Ooh, that's a roller. <laughs> Do we hear, do I hear your second calling? You're gonna come in as a as a roller derby coach of Man. the Velvet Dolphins. See, oh I think I could be a coach. You could right? have like a big. A we could get you a big afro. I need to hire an instructor, but I could definitely be the coach, okay. the hype man. This and they're giving them all the motivational rah rahs. Like what, uh, Jack? Is that Jackie Moon on? Uh... If you could dodge a wrench. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm more of a Jackie wrench. That's, Jackie Moon kind of guy. That, that's what sure. I'm saying. Like, everybody love everybody. Come on. That's who I am. That's me. For sure. All right, people. It. All right. We love y'all. We can, I wish you were here, Isaac, so I could keep this conversation up with you after the show ends. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. We're going to end it. All right. Bye. Bye, people.